Hare Krishna. Um, glories to Prabhupada. Um, okay, I'm just waiting for a few more people to hop on here. Um, today's class will be a little bit different. Um, I, you know, I've, I'm for two weeks before the Puriyatra in Kerala in this Ayurvedic retreat center. You know, I went before and I had COVID. So I'm just finishing up. It's probably something I'll do every seven years. Krishna willing. Um, <clears throat> you know, it's, it's, they purify your body in, in various ways and they're quite efficient. But somehow when I'm here, I kind of, you know, my eyes are always itchy and there's a few problems with them. So within it, they give this eye treatment. And one thing they do, I'm explaining this because it's going to explain the class. It's going to be a little bit different is they make a, a bridge of dough around your eyes. And then they have medicated ghee. And then you close your eyes and it's, it's kind of hot, but just, you know, not burning. And you close your eyes and they put it on. And then when you tolerate it, cool, then you open and blink your eyes for 15 minutes and your eyes are swimming in ghee. So as a result, I can't actually read anything now. Uh, even I'm looking at myself, I'm a complete blur and the page is a complete blur. So excuse me if I really can't continue the Brihat Bhagavad Tamrita, but I, I, I'll just speak extemporaneously and just share you know some of my experiences you know the Puriyatra is coming up and uh, I guess last year was a, quite a big year after COVID those of you there we, we will fill up the building but we used to have a lot of people outside too but we'll bring the Russian people in and we have the same uh, Kirtaniers coming, plus some others, and uh, we're planning some new things this year. We want to go to this village, incredible, beautiful village, Dasabari, where there's a uh, just this humble, you know, frankly, Sudra kind of, you know, if a caste or something that became a great devotee, but it's it's a beautiful village, and uh, we'll go there and do kirtan. And I remember giving class under a, a coconut tree, and you know it was the winter, and the you know the men there is just wearing gumptious because it's puri. And I just thought, wow, there's a place where you can just live with a gumsha, and, and you can't starve. There's enough coconuts. Under that tree, with you know, the coconut also has fat, and and and, and, and thousands of coconuts in one tree. You can live the rest of your life <laughs> with a family, but you know that simple living and high thinking.
um, that Prabhupada wanted, not like that, but just kind of it's 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 attractive. And as I get older, I'm I'm more attracted to that. Even here in the this, it's a really incredibly well run place. Uh, I wash my own clothes and hang them up on the line, even though they have Adobe. There's a certain joy to that also. Um, but, you know, those of you who are there, you know, I give the morning class and it's it, somehow I feel like really empowered in those classes. And what it is, I'm lecturing in Vrindavan. And then I went to go to Mayapur usually, and it was like three weeks, and I'm lecturing there and on the same subject. And, and when I come to the Puriyatra, I feel, you know, this level of unconscious competence because the frame of reference is so profound, you know, so deep in my consciousness that when you have that kind of feeling, it, it's really shabda, the transcendental sound easily can flow through you. And, and it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a higher level of, of mental and intellectual activity. Uh, and, but I have to really know the subject. And, and this year, it's like the first year, you know, somehow or other doing something on Briya Bhagavatamrita, but I did it, I just couldn't. And I'm here and I, and it was like a transcendental anxiety for one day. <laughs> what am I going to speak on? And, you know, there are some really great people coming too. Uh, somehow not from America this year. Somehow everyone that was coming had an absolute legitimate excuse not to come. You know, death in this thing or uh, having to take care of their guru or, you know, just... So many things came up for each person. Uh, and I have the Govardhan and and Vrindavan, uh, uh, which some people prefer just to go to that. But anyway, still, you know, there's important people coming for me. And I really want to be at my best. And I, I know part of the retreat that, that, you know, that's one of the elements. And I just didn't have anything. And um, <clears throat> whenever there is that kind of dilemma, to me, there's an easy solution. And that's take shelter of the holy name. Um, you know, it's, it's Radha and Krishna, I explained that in the last class, they're there. It's, it's not that we don't have mercy, we all have mercy, we're just not accepting it because we don't want that fully in our life yet, and Krishna responds to our desires. When we want Krishna, we have Krishna. It's as simple as that, the philosophy of Krishna consciousness. Um, so, you know, chanting, and, and I have my own routine, but somehow or other, the mind becomes so pacified. So I came up with an idea and I'm going to share what that idea is with you. And maybe, I don't know, maybe even I'll live stream those classes. Um, yeah, 
We also want to go to a few new places like Jagannath Vallabha Gardens where Lord Chaitanya stayed in the Ratiatra and you're doing this over the Gandicha temple. Um, we have Hari Parshad, probably the most learned Vaishnav in Hare Krishna movement of Prabhupada's. He's going to be giving um, he's going to be giving classes every evening too. So I, I figure it, and then I wanted to figure um, what was the class that I, I'll give and what will I title it, because that's also my nature. So this is the class I'm going to give. I'm not going to give the class, but I'm going to tell you what the class is. And then I haven't formulated my Monday morning greetings, but I'm going to share with you my process and what I'd like to do there. And, and that'll be the class today. And it may have to end a little early also, because today was the, they call it Varechina. That's the laxative day. And uh, you eat very simple food. And at seven o'clock, I meet with the Ranjan Swami and Bhakti began go Swami. So I may have to go to dinner a little and end the class early. But anyway, we'll see. So, I thought about it, and I thought, well, what am I speaking on is the Brihat Bhagavatamrita. But I just don't want to keep on. It, it, it's similar themes that come up again and again. You know what? But anyway, I, I thought of something that I'd like to try to present, and it would be... And then the other thing is I was thinking, well, Hari Parshat speaking on Rupa Goswami, and of course that's connected to Puri, but, you know, and I'll speak on Sanatana Goswami, Bhagavatamrita. That's connected kind of to Puri. And, and, but, but uh, you know, something on Lord Chaitanya. So I, I, I thought, and then the idea came to me that I, I, I'd speak on Lord Chaitanya's mission and the genius of Srila Sanatana Goswami in presenting it and give another angle to the Brihad Bhagavatamrita. And the angle I want to give is this. I've shared it with you, but I haven't put it all together. But really, I want the class almost like in three or four parts. The first part is the mission of Lord Chaitanya, because Sanatana Goswami was given the service to present that to the world. And that's the Brihad Bhagavatamrita, which is the first book that's composed by the six Goswamis after they met late Lord Chaitanya. Um, and then, you know, explain what, you know, Lord Chaitanya's mission. It, it, it's to give, um, it's to give but not only to give, to give something and give us the tools to receive it. And, and that's this Raganuga Bhakti, this spontaneous devotion. Um, and really, not only spontaneous devotion, but a taste for the highest level of that spontaneous devotion. And I always quoted at the beginning of Brihad Bhagavatamrita, the very first verse, that 
um, what is that? Uh, yeah, Parama Dasha Antim Dasha stage, the last most stage. And that's what he has to explain. And you really need tools to understand it. Because even, and Krishna's Kaviraj, uh, uh, him also, but uh, they're concerned that um, they're concerned that you ca can understand it without, that you have the tools to understand it. Because it's not enough that the truth is spoken. The truth has to be understood. Even in terms of language, the truth can be spoken, even in terms of the same language. Even in terms of, of, of how our consciousness projects according to our previous experiences on what we hear. And, 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 and the thought of how to present this, the highest truth with which uh, there's so many in the very beginning, which, which Lord, Lord Krishna doesn't understand. <laughs> he has to understand it and realize that Krishna has to take this position. And what is Lord Chaitanya? Lord Chaitanya is Krishna taking the position of his own devotee to experience his own form and ecstatic love. Krishna has to take that to experience and realize it. And that's Lord Chaitanya. And he's not only experiencing and realizing it, he's giving it. And who he's giving to? He's giving to the devotees. And who's that? He's giving it to us. And somehow or other, he has to explain that. So somehow in my class, I've done this before, I, I want to give what Lord Chaitanya's mission is. And, and the difficulty of it and, and, and having then the, the mission to actually communicate that, the ability to communicate that. And, 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 and that entails giving an audience a frame of reference to understand it. You know, even in the the... Gita is a classic example. One time I, you know, Bori uh, John Prabhu, and I was one of the original people on to form the VIHE. You know, sometimes people talk about the good old days in Krishna consciousness. But, uh, there, there was definitely something about it, but there was no education in it. There was no formal education in it. And there was very little understanding of the depth of it. Although Prabhupada gave everything there, they, you know, we didn't have mature devotees so much to explain it. Just like we talk now about the term Manjari, for the, you know, um, I, I would say no one even ever heard that term or really even knew what it was. And what to speak of systematic study of the Shastra. It, it wasn't there. It, 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 you know, it was new devotees and Prabhupada was having them give class and get realization. So many tools they were getting. Actually, I just spoke to 
to uh, Raghunath on the phone today and, and from the Echo Village. And, you know, he met this godbrother there of mine <laughs> who's was in Krishna Conscious Movement from 1973 to 77. When Prabhupada left, he went away. And he became a professor at Columbia University. And he was a friend of Pradyumna's. And somehow he wound up at the Echo Village for, for um, treatment. You know, and, and, and Raghunath somehow Pradyumna said he should go see him. And Raghunath went to go see him and they spoke and everything like that. And, 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 and Raghunath was appreciating, you know, you know, the, the speciality. He's only there for four or five years, but there's something that he got to the extent that after all those years, Raghunath still was respecting him. So there was something bad. We talked about that. And Raghunath was really appreciating the disciples of Prabhupada in that way. But the same sense, this educational... Um, you know, system wasn't there so much. Um, okay, kind of went off on a tangent, but I'll get back here because um, anyway, somehow, yeah, right. The the you have to have the tools. So so Sanatan Goswami has this kind of mission, and then. Um, so that's the first part and, and, and how he became empowered because when you get a, when, when you have to explain the depth of Krishna consciousness it's not just going to be an intellectual phenomena the intellect is there it's part of the process to understand what you're getting but the full understanding of what you're getting is realization. And realization is beyond that intellectual. You understand it, but you realize it. And, and the realization of it takes a depth of faith to embrace it within your heart. And because this is what I was speaking with Bhakti Bhagangos Swami and Ranjan Swami, because it's Shabda, because it, 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 it's transcendental sound, uh, it has its own relationship with you. So anyway, he had to have that kind of understanding and depth. And 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 therefore, um, there has to be humility and there has to be prayer and there has to be revelation. Not just intellect. You can miss it just by intellect. There was a famous um, scholar in India I think his name is Dayananda Saraswati. He started the, what's called the Arya Samaj. I forgot. They rejected the Gita. I, I forgot something. But um, he had known 6,000 books by heart, practically. And, and, and there were people in India called Shruti Dara. Shruti Dara means to hold by hearing. 
to hold by hearing as opposed to going in one ear and outside out the other by hearing once they can memorize things and and, and very frankly you sometimes come in contact with elevated brahminical born perhaps people coming to krishna consciousness who just it's phenomenal but somehow or other by his intellect he 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 saw one day a Shiva Linga and a rat come in and pass stool, and then he rejected, you know, he, how could this be? This is God, this is Lord Shiva. You know, he, he, he rejected deity worship, rejected so many things. So it's not just the intellect. Tesham satatiyuktanam bhajratam prittipurvakam dadami buddhi yogam tvam enama. I give them the knowledge by which they can come to me. But there has to be that faith to accept it and faith to try to understand it and make that effort to understand it. And therefore, Prabhupada described guru-disciple relationship is, you know, it's not intellectual, but it's not like the guru zaps you with his finger in electric shock, but it's the use of the intelligence in Krishna's service. And then there can be some under... Anyway, that's the first part, you know. And then the second part is this brilliant revelation on, on how to present this, how to actually, in a condensed form, for us, give us the emotional and intellectual tools to understand this concept and have faith in it. And that was his genius. And... Anyway, there's discussion whether there's history or, or whether it's it's a story, but either way, it's reality. Because there's different ways to explain the truth. Actually, one time I, I knew this very, very distinguished Indian, very distinguished Indian man. Um, and he just said one thing to me. He said, History, the names are true, but the story is false. And fiction, <laughs> the names are false, but the story is true. So what actually is, is history and what's true? But the fact of the matter, this story, it, it, whether it's channeled somehow to, to Sanatana Goswami, uh, and I explained that before to this group, I don't have to explain it again, but how this... Um, what he wants, which is a condensed form of a philosophical presentation to present not only the conclusion of the Bhagavatam, but the inner meaning and depth of the Bhagavatam, which is to understand purely the high spiritual essence of the relationship between Radha and Krishna, which have forms that correspond to something mundane. 
but but the consciousness behind it has nothing to do with anything mundane, but it has to do with the highest reality. And what's the highest reality? And it's so reasonable for us to accept this as the highest reality. Rasa vai saha. I am this love. It makes sense to us. That's what we value the most. If we want to use logic to understand what is God, I use a simple logic that everyone is looking for love. Everyone is looking for pleasure, and pleasure is love. So if, if, if this exists here, why shouldn't it be there in the ultimate source, the ultimate reality? That's our conception. We accept it not on our logic, but it is reasonable that the ultimate reality is an exchange of, of, of love. And, and what can be a, a, a more perfect template of that than the sentiments of Srimati Radharani, Ashlishiva, Padaratam, Panastumam, Madarshanam, Mamahatam, Karotiva. <laughs> You may make you may crush me by your embrace. You may be make me brokenhearted by not being before me. But you know you are my Lord, life after life. That, that's the last chapter in the Chaitanya Charitamrita is the Shikshastakam prayers, and it kind of describes like this history of the Shikshastakam prayers that Lord Chaitanya is reflecting on his mission. He's reflecting on his mission and on the holy name and, and how powerful that holy name is. And he's, he's reflecting on it. And as he's reflecting on it, um, yeah. As he's reflecting on it, he, he's just feeling that, you know, how powerful this was, the holy name and his mission. And then from his heart comes the glorification of the holy name, which is the Shikshastakam, which is a glorification of the effects of the holy name up until the highest stage of love. Pratipadam punamritas vardhanam. Pratipadam pun, tasting at every step. The high. So he, he's reflecting. And what, he, what he's reflecting on is a very beautiful thing. That, you know, Krishna, you know, he, he, he leaves Radharani and, and you know, she's in separation and, and her, 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 Suckies, her, her, her girlfriends, they're, they're telling her, you know, leave Krishna. <laughs> Look how he's treating you. You leave Krishna. And then Radharani says, Ashli Shiva, Padaratam, Panastubam, Adarshanam, Mamatam, Kuru. He may make me brokenhearted by not being before me. So, you know, to present that, he comes, he, he, he realizes that somehow this is very deep and, and even wasn't recorded in the Bhagavatam itself. But after 
after the Bhagavatam was spoken, out of love for his mother, who is a great devotee, Marge Brickett gave exactly what Sanatana Goswami needs. A very intriguing story that condenses the Bhagavatam, doesn't have the same story, but the philosophical thread is exactly the same. Which is a progressive depth of understanding of what is pure devotional service and what are the main characteristics of one who has that so that by hearing that you appreciate and you come to that basic core level of humility of lack of envy of, 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 of a sense of pure devotional service, of detachment, of not, this, this militance of not wanting to be the center uh, and, 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 and wanting to just be the servant and appreciating that completely. And then a very, very subtle progression of, as Prabhupada said, greater, greater freedom of love, greater, greater revelation of God. Naranjan Swami made a very nice point. He's really become a scholar of Bhagavatamrita. He said, Vaikuntha means without anxiety. So, if people have reverence for God, he's not going to confuse them with, with his intimate side. That's not their pleasure. Come in. You're taking anything? Uh, what time is it now? It's after 6.30, I'm not sure. Yeah, I'll come down in about 10 minutes. Okay, I'll wait for you to come down. Oh, I should go to your room? I'll just I'll go down in 10 minutes too. Okay. What time is it now? At 6.30? What time does it say on your computer? What? What time does it say on your computer? I can't see because I had this, this treatment. I, you know your computer in front of you. I'm giving class, but I can't oh, okay. see. You want to say hello to everyone? No, I want to see what time. Oh. I don't know. It says 8.02. Oh, okay. <laughs> 8.02 means 6.30. I, I, I can't, I'm technology challenged. I can't change things. It's, the computer is still living in America. 6.32. I'll come at, at a quarter to. Okay. I'll, I'll need 15 more minutes. Um, wow. Anyway, I, I, thank you for letting me explain what I'm trying to do. I haven't really prepared it. And then, after presenting this progression of the Bhagavatam that has this effect of emotionally and intellectually giving you the frame of reference to 
understand something that superficially parallels madness, actually speaking. Because if you see Radharani's feelings of love, that it's presented there in Ramananda Siksha, it's presented there in, in Madhulila 2, which I've been studying. It's just this intensity of emotion that is unparalleled of, of, of separation and love and, 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 and saying that this actually is the ultimate reality, this energy, this, this, this between Shakti and Shakti Man, between and, and then, and it's carrying you along in this story and at the same time giving you the tools to do it. It's so brilliant. And then the story kind of culminates, which I'm really anxious once I get through this fifth chapter, the sixth and seventh chapter is amazing because he's finally led to Uddhava Narada Muni. And when he goes to Uddhava, whether it's a poetic vice or Krishna raises historically, it's just such an incredible thing. Narada is sent by Ugrasena, who's the king, they point him to him. He's the head of Dwarka, and 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 uh, and he just sends him like Uddhava's. No, not Dwarka, but anyway, Uddhava is the highest devotee. And uh, Narada goes there in incredible enthusiasm. And uh, he comes, and Balaram, Rukmini, Satyabhama, and uh, Rohini, Satya, and Balaram, Rukmini, Satyabhama, yeah, they're outside of Krishna's room. And Krishna's living, it's Dwarka, it's a palace, so he has a nice balcony that's kind of outside too. and. And he comes. And, and what happens there is they recognize Uddhava. Uddhava uh, they recognize Narada, but Narada is looking for Uddhava is there too. He, I, I want to see Uddhava. He's so enthusiastic to see Uddhava. And, and this is the brilliant story the genius of Sanatana Goswami as, as his whole story is carrying you towards this, this high understanding, building up your frame of reference, giving you the heart for it, giving you the intellectual tools for it. And then it comes to the story. I can't wait to we go verse by verse. But what happens is he's going to go see Uddhava. He doesn't even recognize Uddhava. But they recognize Narada Muni. He, you know, he is guru. So they, they can't. He, they recognize him, but his ecstatic state they can't even identify with. And they calm him down. They wipe his face, and he's just saying, "I'm looking for Uddhava." And and then Uddhava is there. And then there's this exchange with Narada says to Uddhava, you're the topmost devotee. But Uddhava, 
says, I'm not a devotee. And I, I, I went to Vrindavan, I saw the gopis. They're the top, because it's, it's looking for the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. They're the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy. And this is the interesting part. Then there's this argument that goes on. Rohini says, I was there and I saw the suffering of Mother Yasoda. How can she be the topmost recipient of Krishna's mercy? Balaram says, I was also sent. And how they're suffering. And how can they be the recipient of Krishna's mercy? Krishna has so little care for them that he doesn't even come. He's not even responding. And then Rukmini and Satyabhama say no. He, uh, at night, he, he, he goes in a threefold bending form and is mad, he's calling the gopis. So there's this discussion that brings up two questions that really have to be answered. Because the question is, this love that appears to be suffering, of separation, devastation, despair. And then the second chapter, it, it's Lord Chaitanya who's aspiring for this, the second chapter of Madhulila, Lord Chaitanya who's aspiring for this love, is talking about the feelings of despair and the feelings of anguish. And... and and this is supposed to be the highest platform? How do you understand that with your logic, your intellect? So the argument, so it brings up two questions. It brings up two questions. Um, how is that the highest love? And if they're the recipients of Krishna's mercy, why doesn't Krishna go back? Which also casts aspersions on his character. Because if he's God, how can he be omnibenevolent, omni all good, if he's neglecting the people that he supposedly loves the most? Boy, to really make a long story short, Krishna comes out and, and, and he finds out what's happening. He was already in bed. He hadn't gotten up because he was just in anxiety about the residence of Vrindavan, but somehow not going there. And he gets into the discussion and he just faints out of anguish for the separation. And then there's a whole scene where they take him to New Vrindavan, <laughs> which is the real New Vrindavan is outside of Dwarka. It's a replica of the real Vrindavan. And they take Krishna there in his to get him out of this, this catatonic state. They dress him up in a peacock feather, you know, because he's now he's the king. And they gradually manage to wake him up. And, and he's in such an ecstatic state, he sees these statues, because Vishvakarma is the expert architect of the demigods. And he sees all these statues and he begins to relate to them as he's in Vrindavan. And that's bringing him out of his transcendental sadness. And then somehow or other, there's part of the story is the history. He wakes, they, he reveals, okay, I'm actually the king. But now he goes back to the palace 
the queens of Tuarca saw this. They're not, they were hiding because they'd ruined the story. They, they, if they, Krishna saw them, he wouldn't think I'm in Vrindavan, he wouldn't be revived. But they saw it and they weren't envious. But Satyabhama was upset when he, they saw Krishna's affection for them. And uh, then Krishna tells Satyabhama, you want to know why I love the gopis? And then Krishna himself explains why he didn't go back and why their love is the highest manifestation of ecstasy. And I can't go into the details, but what, what, what I'm trying to explain is the genius of how this carries you along in this intriguing story and brings it out in the terms of a story, which is not just shoving a philosophical conclusion, which you have, which you don't have the tools to understand and bring it to the point in a story where Krishna himself explains it to Satyabhama. He explains why they're the topmost devotees and why he doesn't go back in a way that gives you some frame of reference to accept and understand that this level of love is prema pumartamaham. This is the highest thing. Anyway, somehow or other, this is the first time I've presented it, and I thank you for it because it's helpful to me when I, you know, I'll probably fill out the details and, and probably explain this over maybe three or four days. So that was Naranjan Swami. So nice to get his super saintly association. He's amazing. And uh, I'm trying to strain my eyes. I'm kind of getting a sense. I've got to look real clear of, of my eyes are becoming enough clearly of looking at that. Wow, all the nice people that came. Um, Jaya, you can start. Uh, Thank you, Maharaj. Thank you for class. It's so funny. You said your minute you said your eyes itching, my eyes start to itch. <laughs> like, so. Thank you so much. The disciple, you know, it's like <laughs> even the physical symptoms come. Wow. It's so suggestive. I was like, I really hope you do live stream those classes. Please, please try to or at least record them because this really wet my whistle for what will happen. I won't be there. But one of the things, something you said well, right I off will, the bat. I will be explaining it verse by verse over the next six months. So, yeah. Oh, great. Because uh, uh, there's such a synchronicity in the Bhakti Center morning Bhagavatam class. We're right at the point of Uddhava is in um, is speaking to the gopis. So it's so nice. And I know a number of us are also on that class. So there was such a good, nice synchronicity of what you were speaking about today from the Bhakti Center Bhagavatam classes. So I was really enjoying that. And I really enjoyed something you said right off the beginning. Like when you said, when there's a dilemma, the answer is simple. Chant the holy names. I just thought, well, yep. <laughs> that was well, like I'm going to counter that. Um, 
there was a big problem in the Krishna Balaraman Mandir, and Prabhupada had this devotee as the president, but he wasn't really a manager. He was kind of like a sadhu, right? His name was Koyananda Maharaj. He was the president when I came. And uh, Prabhupada asked him, you know, a big problem. He said, what should we do? And he said, Chant Hare Krishna. And Prabhupada said, another impractical suggestion. <laughs> <laughs> so it goes both ways. Quickly, because I got to go. Just say hello, Hare Krishna. Anybody quickly say Hare Krishna. That's all. Hare Krishna, Gumaraj, Tota Gopinath here. Love the class today. Okay, great. Thanks. Right here. Well. Anybody else? Hare Krishna, Maharaj. Wonderful class. Henry, thank you for coming. Great to see you. Great right, well. to see you. Where are you, Henry? I'm in Washington. I'm in Bethesda. I'm, I'm going to Hawaii next week. Okay. Because the background is like a halo over you, so I'm not sure. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> yes. Okay. Okay, good. Anybody else quickly? This is Krishnamrita. Thank you so much for the class, greatly. Thank you. Okay, very well. Anybody else? Say hello. Hare Krishna Maharaj. Thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Yavit Sindri, get well soon. We start. Yeah, thank you. You can't go to India now, right? No, unfortunately. Okay, we'll plan in the future. Okay. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Anybody else say hello? Hare Krishna Maharaj, Surya Radha here. Thanks for the class. Okay. Mother and daughter in different parts of the world. Okay, Hare Mo. Anybody else? Hare Krishna Maharaj, it's all Govinda. And Brunja, thank you for thank class. class. Hey, Hare Mo. Hare Mo. I think it's about two, uh, less than... Uh, Less than two weeks away, right? No. Just about two the, weeks. Just over, yeah. Just over two weeks. Okay. Very It's still right. Okay. okay. <laughs> Anybody else? Hi, bro. Hare Krishna Guru Maharaj, Rajarade here. Rajarade, Hare Krishna. Nice to hear from you. Okay, I'm going to go and on this day where they go, they just give me rice water. But uh, maybe next Sunday I'll tell my idea probably about my Monday morning greetings, which is interesting. It's it's the sadhana of Lord Chaitanya. Okay. Vanchakalpa trubhya sakra pasindu bhiyabhichapatitanam bhabhani.